Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to another episode of Excess Gaming Podcast. This is episode 145, and I am not alone this time. I am joined by my good buddy and co-host, Mr. James Gruesome. What's up, James? Yeah, someone was awake this week. <laughs> I'm old, I'm here. Fall is in the air. It is officially fall, cooler weather. It's hit. It's been really awesome wearing hoodies to work mm-hmm. in the morning. I mean, it's just, and honestly, to me, and I know for many people, I think that just brings like a better mood. Sometimes, like, especially with everything going on, it's like, oh, I'm just waiting for fall and, you know, Halloween and who knows what's going on with trick or treating and stuff. Like, wait, like, we're not even, sh- hey, you can still decorate and you mm-hmm. can still, you know, have all the fun that comes with it. Go buy some Halloween junk. It's just fun. Like I said, the weather, I mean, we did, uh, it's all below the 80s now. I mean, uh, it, it's good, man. I, I can't complain. You got, you got to look for the bright spots in life. and uh, You know, we enjoy the weather, and the weather being a good thing now with a good temperature, that's a, a definitely a bright spot. But I hope you all are doing well. Indeed, indeed. And, yeah, I, I love the fall. I mean, I, I, I'm i very basic. I love pumpkin everything. And, like, you know, last weekend it was – I got up and it was, like, 60 degrees in the morning. I fired up a cigarette, and I'm like, oh, it's the first – pumpkin coffee of the year <laughs> but uh, i do i do want to say a big thank you to everyone in the last episode uh you know there, there were some technical issues and i ended up doing a solo podcast and a, a lot of people were like hey you did you did pretty good and I, I will say it's something that if i have to do i'll do because i do want us to have like a um cohesive schedule because that was another thing a lot of people were like man i'm just glad you guys are putting out more episodes and uh, that's always something that could happen in case there's technical issues or James is sick or he's out of town or something that's like that. Fine. Yeah, and I, and I will take the like I said, I'll take the heat on that. Was my bad? Like as I saw Xander's message, it was like I saw it and I woke up early <laughs> and like I fucking fell back asleep. But I definitely I'm on board with doing you know getting back to the, the every other week like mm-hmm. we were doing. My apologies, like I said, it does happen, but I, you know I'm definitely on board and. It's great to try to get back on a regular schedule. It's man, it's great to have you back because it took me two hours to record a thirty-minute podcast (laughs) because it's kind of weird, like talking to yourself, and you're kind of like self-consciously talking and being like, "Man, you messed that up. You need to just re-record." And I just kept doing that over and over again. And so it's always good to have uh, James back. And um, you know, if you guys do enjoy the podcast. Uh, we are getting back to a normal schedule. Be sure to check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all your favorite podcast catchers. And if there's a catcher that you like, a, a platform that we are not on, you can DM me on Twitter at Excess Gaming Podcast. But getting into the gaming news, since you were gone, James, so much has been going on. Uh, you know, last episode I was talking about. The reveal of the price of the Xbox One. We uh, we talked about that, and then you know now PS Five has their price. Now the pre orders are up, and it's just been a complete mess with, with the pre orders. Like absolutely insane. You know, I, I kind of thought because I'd mentioned when I had uh, you know pre ordered the Analog Pocket, and kind of like what a debacle that that was. And that's a small company, mm-hmm. you know, and their pre-orders sold out in literally 15 minutes. Uh, you know, people's orders were getting, you know, rejected. I remember like, I was worried. Checking. Yeah, because yeah. you checked with me and I was like, oh shit. And like, I went to my emails and my, mine magically went through. I like, I had no issue with it. And like I said, my order, you know, still good. Still got to wait till, you know, March of 
next year but hey you know that's how it is i'm like but that's okay that's a smaller company but here we're dealing with you know two of the biggest names you know in gaming uh, mm-hmm. holiday season people may still have you know some of that stimulus money tucked away people are looking for an escape a fun time just something to escape all the mess that's still going on and hey what better way to do it than a new game system mm-hmm. but you know what even with these huge companies it just turned into a whole big mess to where it's like a lot of people didn't get them you know i tried myself because uh, you know they had that awesome you know payment plan especially with xbox mm-hmm. but i mean it's a great idea but you know i, I mean how good is it if you can't get it. I know even beforehand, my brother EJ, he checked his GameStop just to see what the deal was. And uh, the dudes at his GameStop, they didn't even know. They're like, we don't know actually until the day. The, wow. All they mentioned was that they had five X's and uh, two S's. Now, I neither of us know if this was going to be for pre-orders or if this was just going to be their stock they were going to get on release day. Like I, said, I don't think the GameStop guys knew either. I mean, which... That just seems like, like a you know, kind of a small, ridiculous amount to have. I, I feel um, bad for the GameStop employees, man, because they're you know the the average customer is going to look at the GameStop associates as like they're going to know before everybody else because they work in a video game store and and they're kind of just like stuck in the middle of like I don't know what's going on. Like oh my god, that's that's going to be disastrous. You know, it, it kind of makes me think back of when you know they had announced the the Saturn mm-hmm. many years ago before anybody even they're like what like this like these are going to be in stores. But I I checked with my GameStop because I have one on my route, and I was like, hey man, I'm like oh, I know you probably don't have any, but I'm like uh, Xbox pre-orders. And he was like, nah man. He's like they're all gone. He's like, but check the website. He's like we should have them up there. He's like, just keep checking. He's like, you might have to pay full price, but this should be there. I went on that one, nothing. Uh, I did sign up on an email list, uh, you know, just to stay informed with it. But yeah, these are both systems that, you know, people want. A lot of people just, but it's just, man, it's a big mess. And I kind of expect a a little better from from these huge companies where I think they kind of really have an excuse for this. They should definitely plan this out better. I mean, you know, like, were they not, ex- you know, I could see Analog Pocket, they were not expecting that, you know, tremendous Yeah, and it's a smaller, orders. yeah, it's a smaller right. company. And I get that there's issues, you know, with getting these systems made, but I mean, if this system's come out in November, I mean, come on, like, surely if they're done, they, they should have had, I just think, a better plan. I mean, I'm going to lay the fall on, on both of them, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of thinking that either if it doesn't happen before the launch, they're going to try to either do, and like so this is speculation, you know, on me, uh, that they're either going to try to do like a second wave or at least, you know, try to do something to, to make up for it, maybe have more in stores. Uh, you know, either way, you know, they'll be available at some point. So, you know, just please don't go, you know, paying overpriced pre-orders yeah. from some scammers, you know, the people that went out. And like, I hate that. Uh, you know, I hope they limited the amount that people could get, but even so, somebody's going to try to make a buck. At the same time, I don't blame the person trying to make a buck, but these companies should have had a better plan intact before all this happened. Yeah, yeah. My thing is, is that um, at the time of recording this, I believe they did have a second wave of PlayStation Five pre-orders, um, and then I think that was also the disaster. I've been trying to, I was trying to look it up before I started recording, but I got busy. But uh, 
it, it's it's one of those things like I kind of expected some some craziness going on, but I mean, I didn't expect it to this caliber. You know, like it, it's it's to the point where it's almost as bad as uh, like Nintendo stuff. You know, when Nintendo goes up on pre-orders, it's like boom, it's gone, and then everyone's scalping it. I mean, that's kind of like what I expect from Nintendo, but I don't expect that from Sony or Microsoft. Like I, especially since we knew way ahead of time that these consoles are in production and you know they they said you know despite COVID-19 we are on route we are doing this don't worry because a lot of people were like is the next gen going to be delayed because of uh, COVID-19 I mean a lot of these consoles are made in China and overseas is this going to cause a ruckus you know so I, I I'm I'm just surprised that so many people were like trying to pre-order and it was just not happening, but I want to ask you, James, uh, have you made a decision on your step to next gen? Yeah, I'm, I'm going with the Xbox. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've, uh, I've said before, and they, they really won me over. I'm a, I'm a big fan of, you know, the game pass, uh, especially the game share, which is yeah. still, you know, I mean, boy, Kenneth, man, would take part in that like all, like all the time, uh, which is one of my, and that's one of the most gamer friendly functions to a system i think uh, you could possibly have i was like man if, if sony decided to do something like that i mean that that would really you know bump them up even more uh but yeah that that's the one i decided to get i mean i did love that payment plan option i was kind of hoping to you know jump in on that because it's it, you know it's a no interest if i did the math on it everything adds up if you add up you know the ultimate uh game pass you know, for the amount that they give you added in, it really is like just it's a no interest plan, thirty five yeah. a month. It's it's I not mean, like it's not like a rent a center where you, you know, rent to own a couch and you end up, you know, spending, you know, two thousand on a five hundred dollar couch. It's not one of those kind of like rent to own scams. Yeah, no, like it's yours and I mean it's like you do have to because I started to go through the process of one to check it out because it seems like on some of the websites I went to uh, that sometimes that, that some of the S's were available, which are like I did not want that version, but I just kind of went into and actually even one of the X's let me initially go into an option, but it just it, it didn't go through. And you kind of have to apply for a little bit of a you know kind of like a credit background check. Mm-hmm. You are applying for a card in a sense, but you know like I said, it is no interest if you add it up. But you know it totals up to around like eight hundred something. But if you add in the you know, fifteen a month for the ultimate game pass over two years. I mean really it all adds up to just like what you would pay out. Hey Kitty. Joined <laughs> us right here. It's the Paul but, cast. Um, <laughs> but uh, she has a lot to say about the Microsoft <laughs> Xbox right now. Like, damn it, we wanted that system. But you know, <laughs> I, I did get you know excited about it because it's always fun to get a new one. But you know, after the initial uh you know kind of let down of like, hey, this this isn't happening. Oh, please stop playing with my wires. Um <laughs> after the initial letdown of that, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, you know, I'll I'll get one eventually. But I, I did kind of get caught up in the hype, and I was just like, oh, man, I, like, I want to get this. But mm-hmm. it did almost kind of seem a bit too good with that payment plan. I mean, and I do hope, like, maybe for some future ones that they still have that option available. And I really hope, you know, that these stores didn't only have, you know, seven systems per store. Because, you know, to me, like I said, it's a pre-order. Like, you shouldn't be selling out pre-orders like even yeah. with everything going on i get it but it's it's a pre-order that's to tell the company how many 
systems they need. Like exactly, I get it for systems. Like that was the frustrating thing. You should not sell out of pre-orders. It just it doesn't make sense to me. Even yeah. though I get it, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, for for me, uh, I I decide I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. Um, I man, I'm I'm like stuck in the middle. Because I like the PlayStation 5 for the exclusives, but the exclusives that are coming out for PlayStation 5, uh, the ones I want to play, like you know Final Fantasy 16, they re- they revealed that, and I'm like, oh my god, it looks so freaking good. It's not going to be out till 2021. Um, Demon Souls, I can live or without, you know, because I, I like Souls, but I'm not like crazy in the Souls uh, series. And then you know Spider-Man Miles Morales, which I thought was a PS5 exclusive, they just were like, hey, this is you know. PS5, but hey, it's also coming out for PS4, so I can get it on PS4. Uh, but I will say this. Uh, when it comes to exclusives, PlayStation 5, I'm really excited about. But when it comes to like saving money, when it comes to backwards uh, compatibility, when it comes to you know just having more games to play, I, I really am leaning towards Microsoft when it comes to that. Uh, because Game Pass alone has saved me so much money in the last year because uh, we got the kids an Xbox One for, for Christmas. And I love the fact that I can spend the price of a brand new video game and they have games to play all year. And then, you know, I can get Game Pass Ultimate and have it on PC and I can play the games on my laptop, like uh, Battletoads. I was able to play that on my laptop using the Xbox One controller. Like, that's that's freaking amazing. And the fact that, you know, Microsoft bought out Bethesda. Uh, they're buying out a bunch of companies. I think I think people are not noticing the Trojan horse that Microsoft's doing right now. Microsoft is not selling a new console. They're selling a new service, a new brand. And it's becoming the Netflix of games. And personally, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's kind of cool, to be honest. Yeah, and, and like I said, when you mentioned the exclusives, you know, with PlayStation, because that was the main thing, like, oh, Xbox, you're know, not going to have any. But, I mean, we don't know, you know. Like I said, I mean, a lot of these games, I'm sure, will still be on both systems. Could be time released. We just don't know what they're doing. They definitely yeah. have a big plan. I mean, you know, these guys, they've been around for a while. They've, you know, they were new market, you know, so many years ago, jumping in against, you know, established Sony, Nintendo, you know. Xbox, you know, you know, it was definitely, you know, it was a force. 360 was like, you know, the super force uh, that really kind of took over, mm-hmm. it seemed. And, you know, even the X1, you know, it's like it may have floundered a little bit, but it's still, you know, in people's homes. And they're still there, you know, and they got money. Like, they, I, you know, I, it seems like I heard, you know, when, when they, uh, you know, bought, you know, Bethesda, they paid for that, like, in cash. Yeah. Uh, See, I mean, that's the just, thing. They, yeah, that's the thing. A lot of people, it. a lot of people forget that Microsoft is more than just a gaming company. Same with Sony. Sony, you know, they're not just a gaming company. But the difference is, is Sony's big flagship in their company is the PlayStation brand. Uh, how many times do you hear people, you know, being like, "Oh, I bought a new Sony television," or "I bought a new Sony stereo"? We haven't heard that in a very long time. Like, outside of gaming, Sony is going the way of RCA, it seems. But with Microsoft, they are constantly selling software. I mean, Windows is, like, huge. I mean, there's so much you can do with Microsoft. And it's almost like their gaming, you know, section is just, like, their play money. That's what it seems like. 
Yeah, I mean, they really have the money to burn, you know. They, I mean, they can do what they want, and they end up being successful with it. Like I said, I think they've given us a lot of really cool things. And like I said, this still is exciting. I mean, no matter what side, you know, I know us lots of times, like, we're not really on a necessary side of a system. Yeah. You know, like, like we love it all, but it's, man, it's interesting because, you know, I do, I, I do love exclusives. You know, I miss the days of, as I mentioned before, like different versions as far as like wrestling games in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, of having that different one on each console, uh, something that really gives you a reason, you know, to own both of them. So, like, it, it's really cool. It's really exciting. There's lots of weird stuff going on with Sega. You know, oh yeah, r- rumors is Microsoft buying them. Like, I mean, no, nobody really knows. It's all speculation right now at the moment. But I mean, man, like, like that would be something else if they snag them up too. Now, now, I, I know I'm talking very highly of Microsoft right now, but I do want to uh, mention something that's happened on Microsoft side. It's been kind of hilarious with the pre-orders. Uh, many people have bought the Xbox One X instead of the Xbox Series X. On Amazon, uh, Amazon, you know, during this whole pre-order, had had a seven hundred and forty-seven percent increase on Xbox Series X sales and Xbox Series S sales, and a lot of that's because, uh, man, whoever was in charge of naming these consoles are, uh, it, it's bad. A lot of people are like, and I'm just thinking about, you know, parents and grandparents, like, how confusing is it going to be when they go to GameStop and they're like, yeah, I want to buy that new Xbox, the new Xbox uh, One X. And they're like, well, now we have the Series X. They're like, what? (laughs) I mean, that was a criticism of the Wii U. Yeah. That was too confusing of a name. The Wii U was too confusing of a name. And now, like I said, we will throw the blame on Microsoft for this. Yeah. You know, damn, at least with Sony, it's like, okay, PS3, PS4, and Microsoft, the 360, but then it's like X1, X1S, X1X. I have trouble keeping up with it myself. I have, it's like, I have to sleeping. constantly, I have to constantly, like, almost say in my head before I mention Xbox Series X, not calling it the Xbox One X. Like, I have to keep telling myself not yeah. to say it. And I call it that sometimes, the, the new, the X1X, where there's already X, and it's like, you legitimately have to think about it and mm-hmm. that that is a fault uh you know they they really you know I, you could have had like maybe a b c or d i think that would have been like a little easier maybe you know x x1 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 x2 man's maybe too many letters something colors i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i want the xbox triple x please <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like they really should have worked a little bit better because that is, and I and I remember hearing of that story about you know the X, you know what the older the current Xbox going up in sales, and I'm like, it's like is this real? And but you could see it happening if people are jumping on there, not following the right links, not knowing the proper name. If it's a parent, you know, most of us are buying our own system, so we know. But just think, yeah. you know, if you're a teenager, you don't have a credit card or this that, maybe your parents getting it for you, they're gonna get. Confused, I mean, there's gonna be lots of people let down, disappointed. There's gonna be lots of you know returns. Oh god, I'm yeah, sure, because that's you know it, one of the things buying online. Sometimes it's like you, know, like I said, you don't see, you don't know the full thing. And Microsoft did not make it any easier with any of this because it really is just <laughs> uh, you know like it's too much when you got to actually think about okay, what system am I getting ready to mention here? 
uh, you know, you almost have to in between, you know, me and like some of my friends, like we'll just call the new one the the X one X or either maybe you know just list it as like X series, um, you know, because that's the main one we all want. So we kind of you know are going to ignore the S one, but even me now, I have an X one S is my current one, and it's just ah, it's as ah, too much, man. It's too much. <laughs> indeed, indeed. But uh, and and before before we get into our main topic of the episode, I did I did want to mention they are working on a live action Yakuza movie. Another one. Mm. Um, it looks like Sega is developing a live-action adaptation of Yakuza, a franchise with 1212 Entertainment and Wild Sheep content. Uh, Eric Barmack and Roberto Grande, Joshua Long, will produce 1212 and Wild Sheep while searching for writers for the script. They said Yakuza is the best-selling franchise after Sonic the Hedgehog. Isn't that wow. crazy? Wow. The game was first released on PS2 in 2005 and since grown into a global franchise with an additional uh, seven main title entries and eight spinoff titles all made on all major gaming platforms. Uh, they, they said that it's going to follow Kiru Kazuma being released from a 10-year prison sentence after taking the fall of a murder of his family... Uh, and then after an entire Japanese underworld is pulled in the search for 100 million stolen from the vault of a formal clan, Kiru is forced back into the lawless world of Yakuza. So, I mean, I wonder if this is going to be... Um, it, it seems to... Because, you know, there are there already is a Yakuza movie by Takashi Miike, uh, mm-hmm. which I still need to watch that. I still Which need I'm to watch saying, it. Uh, I, I do believe it's on YouTube. I, I, mm-hmm. I can't say for sure. I think it was on YouTube, and I think it was. You can find it for free. It is subtitled, and it did you know, kind of follow the story, and you also had some extra things that weren't in the game. Uh, but very enjoyable. I mean, to me, I've seen some hate on it uh, you know, a little bit recently. Uh, actually, just today, I was when this was mentioned, some people were like, oh, great, they're trying that again. I honestly thought it was one of the better video game movies i mean my wife who you know she, at the times i've been playing it she's you know watched me play she's enjoyed that game she actually sat down and you know watched that movie with me too and she liked it uh so i mean i thought for you know what it was it, it you know it was really good and uh i think a lot of people just didn't see it you know apparently some hated it but i mean this new one definitely sounds like maybe they're just kind of going yeah you know you know starting from the initial story and going with that um definitely you know excited about any of that because i think they would make a, a cool movie and i've recommended before too i'll still say the uh the outrage series of uh movies if you're fans of the yak as a game is a really good series of uh three films um mm-hmm. you know that that are uh really cool but hey i mean you know, i'm always up for you know more yak and stuff as the games keep coming and uh only makes sense you know that they would you know try for a movie again Indeed, indeed. I'm I'm curious about it, uh, especially if it's like a a, a bigger budget uh, Sega movie. And I mean, there's so much that could be going on with that. They oh, get yeah. a good they get a good cast. They get a big budget. This is to me. I want it to be successful because it's the more success that the Yakuza series has, the more stuff we get to celebrate with it. You know, yeah. the the old one I think was maybe you know 2010. And uh, yeah, you know, speaking speaking of you know movie things and such. Too. So Netflix is going to be doing uh, Resident Evil Infinite Darkness. Yeah, I saw they had a teaser. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Yeah, Claire and Leon return. It will be that kind of CGI style. You know, they've done a few of which I, I thought oh, are wow. pretty enjoyable. I, I kind of like those better. 
than the live action movies. Mm-hmm. But on the live action tip too, Netflix is also doing a Resident Evil series. It's going to be, uh, you know, I think the same people did the movies are doing it, but it's kind of going to be based around like Wesker's kids. Yeah. It's, it's going to be set in two different timelines, which just sounds kind of, you know, interesting. It's something I'm, I'm sure I'll check out, but I mean, that that's two other ones. You got Yakuza and of course, you know, more Resident Evil, which, you know, is always coming out with new stuff. Indeed, indeed. And, uh, Again, guys, if if there's any news topics or anything you guys want us to hear uh, cover in the next episode, leave a comment. Uh, if you're listening to us on YouTube, and you can check out our archived episodes as well. Uh, but going into the main topic of this uh, podcast, I mentioned to James earlier this week. I'm like, you know, we just heard news that the 3DS, the Nintendo 3DS, is now out of production. It is, it's dead. I hate to say it. I hate to say it that way because this was a great handheld and in many ways uh, held Nintendo's head above water during um, the Wii U. I I mean, I think we can all agree that the 3DS was very, very successful. And, you know, the console is also a little nostalgic for me as well because I remember when you and I uh, started doing these podcasts, uh, you and I had just gotten the 3DS um, I believe I believe I was like on the fence about getting a 3ds XL, and my 3ds was stolen. So uh, then I yeah. was like, "All right, I'm going to get an XL." And I think you and I we were excited about uh, the Castlevania Mirrors <laughs> of Fate. Yes, man, many were. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd kind of forgotten about that game. I was kind of digging, you know, making some notes, and I was digging through a lot of my games, and I was like, "Wow, Castlevania Mirrors of Fate, man!" <laughs> oh man. I think I think I think many people. I mean, they think of Konami and they think of uh, you know Hideo Kojima and and Metal Gear Solid. They think about all that stuff with with Konami and they get upset. But I think about you know the delays and the anticipation of Lords of Shadows two and Mirrors of Fate and how not so great they were. And I'm still sad about that. Yeah, that was one. Like I know somebody that bought a 3ds like like just for that, and they ended up uh, a little disappointed now i know you know we had bought ours just you know to get them that was a nice bonus um but it's one of those ones i wonder like i haven't played it in a long time i know they've like re-released it uh yeah i think you can get it on you know x1 and uh ps4 on Mm -hmm. stores for download or they might have put it in like some big special set you know to where it wasn't 3ds exclusive and it's one you know i remember it being okay yeah it 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 was was all right not a it was not a symphony of the night. It was mm-hmm. definitely a little bit more basic, but it's one I was like, you know what, man? I was like, I, I might pop this in later and try this out again and see if it was really, you know, I, I, and I'm not one to say it was bad, but to see if like, uh, you know, maybe, maybe like, was this really a letdown or, I mean, it probably still was a letdown, but to see if maybe it's, uh, you know, maybe got a little better. Maybe I'd appreciate it a little bit more playing it now. Now what's, what's really interesting about the, um, about the 3DS is, you know, we look at it now as like a huge success for Nintendo, but I think many people may have forgotten the fact that the 3DS, when it first came out, it was way too expensive. 250 bucks. It was, it was swan diving in sales and it was on the brink of becoming a, a, a complete failure. But then Nintendo was like, alright, we're going to do a price cut. So it went from 250 to 165 and Six months later. 
Yeah, six six months, six months. It dropped like crazy. But Nintendo did something really cool. They did the Ambassador Program. Now, James, were you part of the Ambassador Program? No, because I, I, my first one was the 3DS XL. My brother EJ okay. had got the initial one. He got it because he was always a big Nintendo nut. You know, so he got it, and like I got to play it from the start. Uh, but he had it, and so he ended up being part of the ambassador program, uh, which was really cool because it was something that was not, you know, it was never really duplicated. You ended up getting uh, ten, I think it was ten uh, Nintendo games and ten GBA games. Yep. So they ended up giving you like twenty games, many of which I, I don't Still. think you know were. were ever put back on the stores or anything yeah. for purchase. These Some of these games have still never been available and I got a list right here. So here's the 10 NES games. You got Super Mario Brothers, Metroid, The Legend of Zelda, Legend of Zelda 2 Adventures of Link, Balloon Fight, Ice Climber, NES, uh, Open Tournament Golf, Donkey Kong Jr., Yoshi, and Wrecking Crew. Now the Game Boy Advance games you got was Metroid Fusion, uh, Mario vs. Donkey Kong, Mario Kart Super Circuit, Yoshi's Island, Super Mario Advance 3, uh, WarioWare Incorporated Mega Micro Game, The Legend of Zelda Diminished Cap, uh, Fire Emblem, The Sacred Stones, Mario, Wario Land 4, F-Zero Maximum Velocity, well, I forgot that was even a game, and Kirby and the Amazing Mirror. Like that, you think about it and you're just like, man, that's, that's really cool that they did that, but they kind of had to. Because I, I think they just, they, they knew, they, they screwed up. They're like, man, this thing was too expensive. Um, we're not selling enough. Okay, the people that did support us and did buy it, we need to do something to make them happy. Because, you know, six months later, it's like, holy shit, man. That's a, that, from 250 to 160 that's that's a huge price difference. That's yeah. like, that's the equivalent of buying the 3DS and like two more games. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's insane. Yeah, I think they really did make up for it. I mean, yeah. plus the the exclusivity, you know, that that went with that. Like you said, a lot of these games, you know, and uh, you know, some of the ones you know were available on the old you know GBA cards when they did the, the classic series for a lot of NES games. But to have those on there and just to keep it and like not have these available again, I mean, that really was I think a, a really cool thing. Like I felt better, you know, if I had had that you know initial system, which like I said, that was a big you know investment. And that was a jump up from, you know, we'll give a shout out, you know, the DS, you know, that came out in 2004. And so, you know, the 3DS was still, you know, it was a bit later, you know, uh, in 2011. Uh, you know, and the people that jumped on that, it's, it's really nice. I mean, it kind of shows that Nintendo does really care, you know, because mm-hmm. I guess, you know, they could have just been like, well, screw you guys, uh, which probably wouldn't have gone over with the fan base. But I think, you know, giving, you know, I mean, 20 games, you know, that's a, Jesus, God, come on. That was, a, I think, just a really nice, you know, uh, extra to give. It's, it's just really cool. And the people that still have those games, man, you know, that, that's awesome. They'll still have something that a lot of us, like, don't have. That's something I remember the most about the 3DS. Um, you know, we can talk about games that we really enjoy on the 3DS, but uh, one of the things that really sticks in my mind with the 3DS was the access to retro games on the go and this is you know this is before i dived into emulation and you know this was 2011 i didn't have like a smartphone i mean i, I think I, I was getting into smartphones and but i didn't know anything about hacking and, and stuff like that and emulation so it was it was kind of a treat to go on the eShop and be like okay i'm gonna get super mario land on my 3ds 
and, and play it on the go again without having a Game Boy. Like stuff like that was really, really cool. And that was something I really enjoy was the uh, 3DS eShop because then you had, you know, a lot of indie games as well, like Shovel Knight and Mighty Switch Force from way forward in the Shantae series, you know, stuff like that on the, on the eShop that really stood the test of time that games that we look forward to now in 2020. Yeah, they they really did. You know, they give you access to like old classic uh, Game Boy games. You now end up having you know Game Gear games. Yeah, uh, Game Gear. I forgot about that too. Even though on which like I don't, I think I might own one of them. But there was that whole uh, Sega 3D Classics, mm-hmm. uh, which there's. Uh, I'm not sure the amount. It, it might. It, it's no more than twenty. It might be somewhere like twelve to twenty. Uh, you know, a lot of like uh, Genesis game, games. You know that were put on. You know, with some extra little. 3D function, uh, which really gave you access to that, which is kind of funny. As much as the you know 3DS, you know, was listed as 3DS. I don't know how many of us actually used that 3D function on there. I I, I didn't <laughs> use it a whole lot. No, no, I, I think that was uh, it, it was a cool idea, but it was one of those things that was a little gimmicky. But you know, even with that, it wasn't the main focus of the system. Yeah, I mean, it's like you, you you could use the capability, but you didn't have to. Yeah, I think that's the thing is, you know, I don't have a 3DS anymore. Uh, there's many times I've debated getting a, like, rebuying a 3DS because, I mean, at one point the 3DS was completely hack-proof, but now you can hack a 3DS, and I'm like, yeah, I could buy myself a cheap 3DS and, you know, homebrew it and put a lot of stuff on it. And th- this goes in, when you mentioned the 3D, it made me think of something because one of the things I was thinking about doing is instead of getting a 3DS or a new 3DS, um... You know, it's the, the newer 3DS that has better 3D and a little... <laughs> we're going back in the Microsoft grounds here with the new 3DS. But uh, the 2DS, it's a lot cheaper. It doesn't have access to the 3D, which I never use. Uh, the only thing that I that worries me about the 2DS compared to the 3DS is the 2DS doesn't have the clamshell. So you got those exposed screens all the time, like the old school Game Boys and handhelds. Uh, that's the only thing that kind of worries me, but I've thought about that because I see 2DSs on eBay for like 50, 60 bucks. And I'm like, man, I could get, you know, a 2DS. I can get a 128 gigabyte micro SD card loaded up with, you know, not just, you know, 3DS ROMs, but, you know, SNES, NES, and Genesis, and all that stuff, and really have a really nice little handheld device. Yeah, just having that option. It's like, you know, the 2DS, that was one that came out. Just kind of look at the, the timeline, you know, real quick. You know, we had 2011 with the mm-hmm. 3DS. 2012, we had the XL. And like I said, that was when, you know, I got mine. 2013, we had 2DS, you know, which was, you know, pitched to some a little bit better for, you know, kids. Because even though it didn't have the exposed screens, it seemed to be, maybe be a little bit more sturdy. Yeah. Uh, you know, without having that open up you know, function that sometimes you might get that you're a kid, maybe bringing back too far, maybe popping, you know, breaking yeah. it. I will, I will say this. I remember when that was a thing and everyone's like, how the hell do people like snap their 3DSs in half? Let me tell you, when I used to work at Babbage's and this is back when the DS and DS Lite was out, it happened a lot with kids. Like there were so many times that kids, uh, like parents, would come back with a you know snapped in half DS, and they're like, "My kid broke this in half." And if you notice, especially with the 3DS XL, um, it's always been kind of like an OCD problem with me that when you open it up, 
the top kind of has a wiggle to it. Mm-hmm. And that wiggle is there to help to help it not snap in half. To kind of get that little bit of uh, so it doesn't have too much resistance and the plastic wouldn't snap. It's always been a pet peeve of mine though. Like when I play it and I would open it, I would sit there and play, and I'd see the top kind of wiggle. I'd be like, oh, I hate that. That's another reason why I've thought about just getting a 2DS. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, do I need to push back in like a little bit, you know? And uh, and like I said, you know, with the new 3DS, which I, you know, I don't really know how well you know that one did. I don't think I it think- did too well. I think it was kind of unnecessary. It was a little confusing, and honestly, there was only that I know of. I think it was only like really like two games, maybe three, that could only play on that. Now I know there was some that, uh, like the Hyrule Warriors, apparently just ran like garbage Mm -hmm. on the regular one. Uh, But it's like you could still play it on there, to where you had you know a couple of games. And honestly, it probably was you know a good one. I mean, mine did well, you know, for the purpose. I didn't see the need to upgrade. But it was one of those, I think, at the time that if you were looking to get one, it was like, well, you know, what, well, you know, why not jump up to that one? But yeah. I think maybe that was like a step too far that they didn't really need to do. You know? Yeah, I think I think it was when it was first released. I think one of the biggest catches was, of course, it had some you know exclusive new 3D games, and the only one I could really think of that sticks out in my head that people wanted to get was uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. Uh, that was on the 3DS, and even to this day, like when I go back and listen to podcasts, people are like, you know, it wasn't that good of a port. I wasn't, it wasn't as good compared to like the one on the Wii, and of course the HD remaster on the Switch, obviously. But uh, another thing too, and I don't know if they ever fixed it, but I believe the new 3DS games had the Super Nintendo games that you could download that were exclusive to oh. the new 3DS. I think that was an. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, guys that are listening, because I. By the time the new 3DS came out, I wasn't playing the 3DS as much. But I think that was one of the things that was just like, if you had the new 3DS, you can download Super Nintendo games. But I they might have right. fixed that. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right on that. And, you know, that was, like you said, going back to having, you know, Nintendo always did, you know, rely on having those, hey, you know, get these old games. I didn't always like their practice of how you had to buy them over and yeah, over, over again. same. Uh, and I really could see... You know, there's no reason Super NES games uh, couldn't run on the regular 3DS. But, hey, you know, you, you got to have some buying points sometimes. And everybody always puts out different versions of systems. And sometimes companies, you know, just stretch it out like a bit too far, you mm-hmm. know. And, and who knows, one day if I see a good deal on, you know, a new 3DS, uh, because, you know, I, I still like to play mine. Uh, I was going to pop it open for the show to check some of the, you know, like the download games I had, but I, I found it in the couch the other day. Uh, <laughs> we, we cleaned out the couch, and then I don't, I don't know where I put it. I must have moved it somewhere else. Like, I, I wasn't able to do that. But, you know, I do love my handhelds, and it's something that, you know, one day, like I said, the right price I might get, but... I still have my, you know, original 3DS I got in 2012, the blue one. My my wife got it for me, and uh, you know that's the one. You know, I, I still use. You know, it's great. 3DS games has that awesome backwards compatibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and that's one thing. You know, Nintendo. You know, definitely. You know, embraced with the handhelds. You know, always. And I mean, the DS had a library of at least 2,001 games, while the 3DS had a library of. Uh, Somewhere the same, they were like, I have it in my notes somewhere, but I can't see it. Um, oh, they had a lot of games. games of the DS, yeah, but it, I think it was about 22, 
2,200 games. I mean, you have the capability to play like 4,000 games, you know, at least. I mean, you might minus some off from, uh, you know, the DSi games, possibly in download ones that aren't available. But, uh, you know, you're still looking at a huge amount, you know, that are that are really cheap. You know, I highly recommend checking your uh, GameStop. And a lot aren't in the cases because, you know, they were notorious for throwing those away. Mm-hmm. And you might just get a little, you know, CD slipcase. Uh, but, man, I will go through and buy, you know, DS, 3DS games that are, you know, a dollar, two dollars. I Like, I don't even know what they are. I bought some stupid Red Bull, like, bull <laughs> bull riding game i don't know what the hell it was but it was a dollar so i bought it you know <laughs> yeah and, and i think i think the thing is too is uh when you were talking about the how many games the 3ds has we gotta remember too man there was like 2014 2015 i remember those nintendo directs and it would be like all right we're gonna hear some more stuff about the wii u and they'd like talk about two or three wii u games and then the rest of it would all be 3ds it's like all right for the wii u donkey kong tropical freeze Five minutes later, just like five freaking titles and ten titles for the 3DS. It turned into like this 3DS Directs, and that's how Nintendo was for the longest time. But I wanted to get into some of our favorite games. Um, I, you know, it's like a handful of games that we really liked on the 3DS. Um, for me, uh, a game that I really loved on the 3DS that unfortunately is still a 3DS exclusive. I would love to see it on the Switch. I would buy it day one. Maybe we'll see it with the 35th anniversary of Legend of Zelda series, but um, Link Between Worlds. That was an excellent Zelda game. It was a love letter to Link to the Past, and it had its own like little had its own little flavor to it. But at the same time, it had that nostalgia. I remember playing that and being absolutely in love with it. That was such a good game. Yeah, that one was just like like really cool, and it was something a lot of people wanted for a long time. You know, to have like a pseudo sequel to that game. And hopefully, it's not one. You know, it's kind of lost in time. You know, and another big title I thought Super Mario 3D Land. Yes. Uh, you know, I mean, it, we kind of saw the you know next formation with the 3D you know world that came out on the Wii U, which is uh, going to be coming out pretty soon on the Switch. Um, I, you know, I'd like to see the 3D Land come out. You know, Ho- hopefully some of these games don't really get, you know, lost in time and they find a way to put them on there. Because, I mean, I don't really remember them. You, know, you got to think of having, you know, the DS, of course, a dual screen. Some games they might have to do some, you know, finagling with to get them, you know, to work, you know, where you will lose that second screen function. But to be able to, you know, have them on there. And, I mean, you know, you, you got to have a Mario game. You know, yeah. for the handheld, I mean, I thought that one was, a, you know, a very awesome one. And of course, they, like I said, they expanded on it with the next one. Uh, but, you know, I'd like to see, like, a little combo pack, you know, what they put out 3D World. And, you know, maybe have 3D Land as a bonus on there with it. I mean, it, it is possible because, I mean, they are going to be releasing more Mario stuff till March 2021. So it, it could be a thing. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Super Mario 3D All-Stars gets... DLC of more Mario games. That could always be a thing. Also, yeah. uh, another game that I really liked was Kirby Planet Robobot. I remember uh, I was working out of town at the time, and I played that game like every time I got home from work. Went back in the hotel room and played that game. It was so much fun. And also uh, a series that kind of lost its way at the time, but you felt like you were back in the old school days on the 3DS, and you know now you can play this series on many newer consoles. 
not just handheld, but Resident Evil Revelations. Yeah. Remember, that was just a 3DS exclusive at one point. It definitely was, and, it, and it's on everything now, and it's funny. I think people forget, you know, that's where it started. Mm-hmm. It was a very, you know, great playing game, you know, even on the size of the handheld, like it fit. To me, that's still one of my favorite ones. It, it took it a bit more back to the... Uh, Old you school. Know, yeah, I was never the biggest fan of, like, Resident Evil 4 and some of the ones after, but the Revelations were games I could really get into. You know, they've spawned sequels of their own, you know, to where I know, like, one of the last times I was reading, you know, about the Resident Evil teams, you know, a lot of them, they were still, as we've seen more and more, you know, of the remakes, you know, of course, of 1, 2, and 3, uh, you kind of had teams working on those. You had mm-hmm. a Revelation team series, which makes me think there still could be a third one. And then, of course, you had the teams working on, you know, like, 7, and, of course, now we have the Village, you know, yeah. coming out. So they had, you know, three teams working on all these different, uh, you know, versions of the games that, that were still great. They still all had, you know, had that great, you know, just Resident Evil touch. But, yeah, Revel- the Revelation is just one. I just, I don't know, man. I loved it. I love the setting on the boat. Mm-hmm. On that first, and, man, an old, creepy, abandoned ship. Um, I still go back because I've never completely beaten that game, but it's one I continuously restart. Uh, yeah, that's how much I do like it. Like that, I will restart it, and I've started it on a bunch of damn different systems because it's on every single one now. Yeah, I'm wondering if Revelations was inspired by Resident Evil Gaiden. I can't remember if Gaiden was actually released or not, if it was just canceled. I know you can play it now, but I believe that was a Resident Evil that had Leon and Barry on a ship. If I'm not mistaken. The- yeah, there, yeah, what? Yeah, there, there was the there was a Resident Evil on uh, Game Boy Color, which might have been the Gaiden, but mm-hmm. there was another one that got canned uh, that you can find, you know, like the ROMs of. I don't know if it was completed, but I think that's the one. And like I said, I, I, I could be wrong, but I know one because I own was definitely released for sure, which I do think was Gaiden, and I do think there was another one was being worked on. Oh, that was the original Resident Evil. Because I used to have a ROM, a ROM of, uh, cartridge of that that I ordered from AliExpress. It's the original Resident Evil on the Game Boy Color. Okay, so maybe Gaiden yeah. is the one that's on the ship then, too. That would yeah. be the one I think that I have. But I it didn't do too well, and they, they completely like took it from the timeline and stuff like that. Uh, I was looking at some of the other games as well. Uh, of course, you had Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Uh, nice nice return for Luigi's Mansion. You know? Yeah, Another I don't... Game, it was kind of lost in time for it. I was about to say, I, I remember buying it. I remember playing a little bit of it, but I cannot remember a, a freaking thing about it. It was so long ago. And of course, I mean, you have, for, for JRPG fans, you had Bravery Default, which was a huge game because it was, you know... Almost like a pseudo back to old school Final Fantasy. It was a uh, Square Enix is back to the old school days of JRPGs, and I remember uh, Bravery Default. I remember I got the collector's edition, and I, I just loved it. It was so good. I still need to play Bravery Default second, and uh, there's going to be another Bravery Default coming out for the Switch that I definitely want to check out. Uh, also, the online on the 3DS was huge. Um, not just game wise, but I remember Street Pass. You remember Street Pass? St- you remember Street Pass? Yeah. I remember uh, our friend Mikey. Um, Mikey, he was obsessed with Street Pass. Like whenever me and him would go hang out, he'd always have his 3DS with him, and he'd be like, "Hey man, let's go over here and see if I get some Street Pass points." <laughs> like he he loved it, and um, but the online gaming was huge too, especially with uh, Mario Kart Seven 
Animal Crossing New Leaf and the Pokemon series. I remember how excited I was to play Pokemon X and Y and having that online trading and online battle system, which, you know, we saw with Pokemon Pearl and Diamond, but it just wasn't as good. It was really weird how they did the online on Pearl and, and Diamond, but it was much more streamlined and much more simpler to pick up and play on X and Y. And, you know, I haven't played Pokemon in a very, very long time, but I remember I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I thought it, because, you know, also, too, you remember the 3DS had the uh, the camera function, mm-hmm. which a couple of games used, and I, I thought a couple, you know, like horror tinged games, a spirit camera. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and the hidden. They were a couple that, you know, you could kind of use the camera function on there. Uh, just, you know, a little gimmicky thing. Those weren't really games that necessarily held up over time, but they were really, I thought, nice kind of like time wasters. Uh, I remember being completely blown away by the AR cards, too. You know, like that yeah. was that was insane. Like you'd had this little card you put on your table and you'd point your 3DS and boom, there was Samus in your living room, you know. I thought that was really that cool. One. Uh, Shinobi. Uh, that was one I kind of forgot about, too, digging through my games. Uh, you know, we, we had Shinobi on GBA, which mm-hmm. a lot of people, like, did not like. But the, the 3DS 3DS Shinobi, which it was a pretty tough one. Uh, another huge game for me, I remember at the time, was Code of Princess. Um, it was supposed to be kind of like a, a return to, like, Guardian Heroes from the Saturn. That was kind of a, you know, beat-em-up with RPG elements. Uh, I have the box, man. It has, like, a... a some uh, like an art book i think it has like a cd with it um mm-hmm. it was a game though i was really excited about but after really playing it like it just i don't know it was fun for a little bit but it, it just didn't quite have you know what i was looking for um another kind of fun one too it was just another so many of these i forgot about like i really want to you know go back and play some of these uh you know we had a couple kind of like more 2d versions of a lot of games that were going on, for instance, um, like with the Batman, uh, we had the Batman Arkham, uh, I don't know if it was Arkham Origins, Escape from Arkham, it was definitely more of a 2D. It was the uh, know, Arkham almost. Blackgate, I believe that's what it was. That's it. Yep. That's it. Yeah, it's like, you know, we had that one, which I enjoyed. Uh, there was an Epic Mickey. Uh, you know, Epic Mickey was a, a series, he had a couple games, especially on the... Uh, on the, I think the Wii and Wii U. I don't know if it was on other systems, but there was the uh, Epic Mickey Power of Illusion. So mm-hmm. you're kind of going off the Epic Miri, Epic Miri, Epic Mickey series, <laughs> but you kind of had that tie into the old Genesis games. Yeah, uh, which was real neat. It was a total 2D game, and I remember enjoying that one. I remember it also getting, uh, uh, you know, kind of tough after a while, and and also probably I don't know. Everybody probably had Steel Diver, I think, because it was like yeah. five dollars. Uh, I don't remember playing it <laughs> that much, but I think everybody had that game. Yeah. Now, now, uh, you know, getting getting to like the, t- the tail end of the 3DS talk, we did ask um, some folks on on Facebook and Twitter uh, some of their some of their 3DS memories and some of the things that they wanted to celebrate. And I wanted to read some of those, and we can talk about that, and then we can get into games we've been playing recently. But uh, you know, I asked I asked folks on Twitter and Facebook. I'm like, you know, what's something that you want to mention about the 3ds? Uh, let's see. Um, MMGS Lewis says, "Got too many favorite games. The biggest ones are Project X Zone and its sequel, uh, New Mario 2, which I totally forgot about that. The New Super Mario Brothers 2 with the golden coins. Remember that one? Oh, wow! 
You remember that? Uh, I, I forgot about that one. Damn. Like, I probably have that somewhere. <laughs> uh, I have to try to find that one. <laughs> I, just remember, I just remember that game remember was like... X Zone. I think the X Zone was that game that was kind of like a... Like a card battle game with uh, SNK and like Capcom and uh, yeah, and it had I remember it had didn't it have uh, Kiru Kazuma in it too. I no, I, it might have had like Rio or something. I don't yeah. know if Cosmo was in, but I remember it being like a type of strategy. And like I said, it made me think of the old like Neo Geo Pocket Color card battle games. But I remember I remember having that, and that was very tough. It just wasn't my style of game, but I did play it for a bit. And just all the characters in it were were very. It was very cool. I forgot about that one. Uh, he also mentioned uh, 3D Tetris and Smash Brothers on the 3DS. I remember Smash Brothers on 3DS being huge. Yeah, and many people cool. breaking their little thumb thumb circle things. <laughs> All right, and uh, Real T Wolf says, "Oh man, all the Phoenix Wright games, Zelda: A Link Between Worlds, both Bravery Default games, Castlevania: Mirrors of Fate, Steam World, Steam World Dig, and Heist, and so many more." Jesus, can you make me talk about this even more now? Um, let's see. Steam World was a really fun game, and its its sequels are really that, that's a that's a fun series that you can still play on like most systems now. Indeed, Uh and this is on Facebook, uh, Tyler. He says, my younger nephew loves to play Face Raiders a lot. He's really good. Um, our friend Chris. It was one of those built-in games on there, too. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, like oh, I said, yeah. With the camera function. Yeah, That's right. In. I forgot all about that. That was really fun. Um, Chris, a.k.a. DC Redaya, a good friend. He says, such an amazing library. I remember reliving uh, Ocarina of Time and Star Fox 64, online yeah. battles and Pokemon, and staying up way too late playing Fire Emblem Awakening. Star Fox 64 and the 3DS is so freaking good. It's like, I mean, we totally forgot about, you know, when they put out the Zelda on there, too, you know. Which is a good port. Like, it looks so good. Uh, Rick says, Animal Crossing New Leaf. A prefla of great Zelda games. I discovered Yacht Club's brilliant Shovel Knight series and WayForward Shantae games. An absolutely incredible and underrated pocket card jockey all on the 3DS. Never played pocket card jockey. No, uh, that's one. I mean, sounds, sounds like a good fitting uh, 3DS game. We forget too, like, you know, Shovel Knight. That was like where, where that started at was on oh, yeah. 3DS. And just look how huge that game has gotten and how many, you know, extra... You know, uh, DLC and everything they've had. It's another game. It's available on like everything, and it's it's very beloved. And you know that was where it started. Yep. And uh, Justin down Phoenix. He says didn't really play it much. I was more of a Vita guy, but I do appreciate Nintendo taking its blunder from it and savaged it. It made a great success with a lot of great releases. They really believed in their system. Unlike Sony, can and I can respect that. Probably need to run Citra running to see what I missed out on. Uh, Citra, of course, is the 3DS emulator that you can play on your PC or uh, phones now. Uh, Matt says, 3DS was an awesome system, dude. Not to mention it also was the very machine that had a lot of JRPGs in that era where most part of JRPGs are suffering a drought. That's true. I mean, you got to think, you know, Japanese development back in 2011 through 2013 was kind of weird. Uh, they didn't really know exactly what they were doing anymore, and a lot of great JRPGs were on the 3DS. So, um, John, uh, he says Final Fantasy Theoret Rhythm. Oh, man, that was such a good game. 
That was such a good game. Uh, a game. Was, I actually still had my my actually my stylus used to be sitting uh, next here to where I record. But actually, I think my uh, cat that joined us earlier she uh, took it downstairs, so it's like it's down there somewhere. <laughs> but I, st- I still have the sticker set. You can put the little stickers on the top. Uh huh. Like extra large stylus that came with it was like a bonus. I think like a pre order bonus. I remember Man, that. That was a great like. Even if you don't, you know, enjoy RPGs, but maybe you know a little bit about the Final Fantasy, or you just like rhythm games, like man, the music on everything—it was a great game. I remember you and I both got that game because I got that game on release date too, and I remember you and I both were agreeing that it was one of those games that we didn't expect to enjoy as much as we did. No, I kind of want to play it now, man. It was good. <laughs> it was really, really good. I mean, I was just kind of like, because I'm, I'm a big Final Fantasy fan, and I was like, man, this. I love the music, so I was like, oh, I'll check this out, and I remember playing it so much more than I expected, and I really yeah. did enjoy that game. Uh, but I think that's a good little little close on the 3DS. Uh, guys, if you have anything you want to add about you know your 3DS memories, things that you loved about the console... Uh, leave a comment. Uh, you can leave a comment on youtube.com slash Xander Scullion or, you know, maybe on Twitter. Uh, I would love to read maybe like a, like a, um, like a fallback on the next episode. Be like, oh yeah, you know, we got some new comments about the 3DS from the last so many, episode. So many things you'll forget. And, and I wonder too, you know, as a closing thought, what does this hold for the future? Nintendo was the king of yes. handhelds. They always have been. And now they have a system that is is a mixture and you know, they mm-hmm. embrace the both of both worlds where they always of course succeeded as you said you know during the kind of failing you know wii u times this 3ds kept them up and now they've kind of combined it together and like i wonder like will we ever see you know a full-on handheld again uh which i mean of course we have the um you know the switch light but to me that's that's not the same thing you know, because it, it plays the games that, you know, your regular Switch, you can play on the TV. Yeah. Know, it is a handheld, you know, or, you know, I could see maybe that turning into a handheld, you know, and them keeping that going. But maybe when they have their new system come out, whenever that may be, mm-hmm. and having, you know, that is a dedicated. But it, it'd be kind of sad just to see, you know, Nintendo's handheld you know, just disappear. Like I said, even though it hasn't, you know, because we still have it with the Switch, and I, I do like that combined ability because not a lot of people could have uh, pulled that off. Uh, but I just, I kind of wonder what the, what the future holds for it because I think other companies, you know, we heard about Microsoft for a long time. I don't think they're ever coming out with a handheld. No. I think Sony's given up on that. Nintendo is clearly the only one that can pull it off, and they definitely, they manage to, maintain even with the competition of you know well i don't need that i have a cell phone or this and that but obviously people still love nintendo handhelds and like i said that combining it into one i think was genius uh and you know maybe that's just the the way of the future maybe they'll try to you know you know keep up this kind of dual thing i just i i really don't know but i mean it'll be it'll be fun to see but man we love the 3ds and hate to see it go but man it had a had a great lifespan it really did. It really did. And um, James, we're in that segment of now of games you've been playing, and what have you been playing? I, I played some games. Um, <laughs> I, I, I did get the the new uh, Mario 3D All Stars. Um, Same. Which I didn't. I didn't play a, a whole lot. I did try out Sunshine because that was one I never really played. Um, honestly, you know what? It kind of made me think a lot of uh, Splatoon. Uh, mm. As I played it, and, you know, you kind of wonder if they got some ideas from that. Um, I did. I just run around a little bit 
on that one, but the uh, the two main games I've been playing were WWE Battlegrounds. Uh, usually every fall, we get a new WWE game, and last year we had the horrible, you know, 2K20, which was a humongous failure, you know, on uh, many accounts. It's glitchy, awful, just not fun. But this time they went with a, a more arcadey, fun-feeling game with Battlegrounds. Uh, makes me think of the old WWE All-Stars. Uh, like, if you're looking for, you know, it's, I mean, it's kind of a wrestling game. Uh, you know, you do wrestling moves. It just, it has that arcadey feel. It's definitely a bit more pick up and play. Like, the ring is destructible. Like, I broke the ring one time. I was like, this is cool. <laughs> Literally, minutes of playing, I realized, I'm like, man, this is way better than the 2K series. Like I said, it's goofy. You know, just the, the character models, just, you know, they, they look kind of, you know, just kind of funny. Uh, there's, like, alligators you can throw people into. Uh, you know, you get little bonus points for that. Like I said, when you destroy the ring, you can, you know, hit them with the broken parts of the ring. Uh, it's only a $40 game. Mm-hmm. Uh, has has lots of unlockables, which I love in wrestling games. Uh, you know, you have to get the coins. I don't think you can buy the characters, too. But, I mean, it has a roster up to, like, 70-something people. So you can go through, you can unlock lots of stuff, lots of legends. You know, like, Yokozuna, you know, was on there from the start. So, you know, you got lots of the legends you can uh, buy with, the, you know, an unlock. And, you, of course, you know, got your current roster, um, which, which is really fun. Uh, I, I kind of like this style they went with because, like I said, I, I don't think the other way was working. So yeah. I enjoyed seeing this change up. I do like that lower price tag, uh, you know, which I think, I mean, that that's always great. Because, like, you know, if it was 60 like, I don't know if it's a $60 game. But I think for 40 definitely fun. And another game I realized the other night that had come out, I'd gone to bed, and I was like, oh, man, Mafia is out. Mafia, the remake. Um, I was a huge fan of Mafia 2. Uh, and Mafia 3 didn't really, I don't know, I don't really care about that one that much, but the, the old one I really loved. Uh, but it came out around the time of GTA 3, and which really got overshadowed, because uh, you could do so much in GTA 3. And Mafia was a little bit linear, and they decided to redo the com- you know the whole game, which I was really surprised, uh, which I'm kind of glad they did, because you know, the old one's not really one you'd probably want to play because like i said it's just i mean i don't want to play gta 3 now yeah um, I, I can handle vice city sometimes but still it's like yeah, it's just i tried playing game. vice city not too long ago and i was like oh this game has not aged well because I've, I've i got like the cell on ps in a while back and i was like oh yeah it's like i mean i'd love to see i think everybody would still love to see vice city like redone or a sequel but uh you know mafia definitely had its you know it, it's time, you know, it's set back in the 30s and 40s. Your cars only go a certain speed. Like I said, it is a little bit more, you know, linear. It's not really an open world. But if you're into, you know, just, uh, you know, the mafia movies and such, if you love those, uh, I think this one and two are really great to play. Because, you know, it has the gameplay function. None of them are too aggravating, but it has a great story. So if you love the movies, uh, you know, really cool. And mafia, once again, that's another, it's a $40 game. Uh, you can also get the whole series for uh, 60 Now, granted, you might be able to get a lot of these just, you know, cheaper, you know, buying them used if you want to go that route. Um, but there is a collection that's 60 that comes with, you know, the redone Mafia 1, uh, Mafia 2, which I think might have a little bit of graphical upgrades. 
Um, you know, I still have it on a couple of different systems. And like, I, I play that game every couple of years. Like that's how much, like, I, I, you know, I like that one. Like I'll, I'll go back and play it. Cause it's, just, it's like playing a movie to me and, and you'll get three, um, which just, like I said, that one didn't do it for me. It just had too many little aggravating functions, like to defend your turf. It was, I don't, it was too repetitive. Uh, it, so, but I, I still wouldn't mind trying to play it, but I mean, uh, I've really enjoyed it. Like I said, they, it is completely redone. And I was just really surprised to see them, uh, you know, take this older game and redo it. Like I just, I didn't think the fanfare, you know, would be there for them to do that. But, uh, maybe people wanted it. I hope people check it out. If, if you liked mafia too, uh, you know, like I said, like me, if you're a fan, I definitely recommend checking this out. Cause, uh, I think it's, it's, it's definitely a better play than going back and doing the old one. I went through a couple missions, um, just, you know, been, been having fun with it. Uh, but it, that's the main things I've been playing now. But like I said, I, I have really been enjoying the, the two games between Mafia and Battlegrounds. They've been really fun. Yeah, I, you know what's funny is um, I did release a Games I've Been Playing episode as we've been recording this. Uh, I had it scheduled, uh, so it's already up what I've been playing. Uh, but I've been playing more since I made that episode. Now, of course, in that episode that you guys can check out on youtube.com slash Scullion, I talk about, you know, new Super Mario 3D All-Stars, been playing that, really enjoying that. Uh, but a game that I definitely want to talk about that I'm probably doing a review of that I think you might like, James, is the Friends of Ringo uh, Ishikawa. I have that. I've been playing that, and it, that's a really good game. I mean, it's kind of a slow start. Um, that's one of the things I will say. Uh, first starting out, it's a slow burn. But, you know, it's got that River City Ransom action mm-hmm. RPG kind of persona feel about, you know, you're pretty much a you know high school delinquent. This is your last year. You're going to graduate, but you're trying to decide if you're going to, you know, straighten up and become a member of society or if you're going to be... A Yakuza, <laughs> pretty yeah. much. Uh, but it's it's been a lot of fun. I've been playing some of that. And uh, also, I, I do want to mention again, because uh, I mentioned in the video game I've been playing, Hot Shot Racing. And, um, oh, that's, that's oh, when Heine did the music for yep, it. Yeah, Jason Heine did the music for it. And, you know, uh, Jason Heine is an awesome dude. We've had him on the show before. I'd love to have him on again. I know he's been really, really busy lately, so... Uh, hopefully we can make that happen. Yeah, but, definitely um, good guy. He's been going through some some health things. Definitely yeah. check out his channel if you never have. He's a great, like, definitely one of my favorite YouTubers and just one of the most nicest down to earth ones you can run into. Yeah, I mean he's he's very talented with his podcasting and audio engineering and musicianship and making content. He's really cool and I wanted to support him. I saw that game that was like twenty bucks. And I'm like, you know, I, I just I like arcade racers. I like the music. I'm going to go ahead and jump on it. So I went ahead and bought it, and I, I was having a lot of fun, man. It was like a mixture of like virtual racing meets you know, uh, Daytona USA. It's just a, the classic 90s era arcade racer, and it was so much fun. And I would say if you, if you had that itch to go high speeds and go through some nostalgia, then Hot Shot Racing is definitely yeah. I, something I've been to check out. I that one. That was when it came out. It's one I've been meaning to get. I would probably pick that one up after the show here because it's just like, looking forward to that you, you can't beat like a good fun racer like that yeah you know, it's gonna have great music with him doing it. i know he was so excited you know to have his music in a game like that 
been seeing them, you know, post about that. So it's so cool to see that game, you know, finally come out. So I will definitely be checking that one out. Yeah, and, I th- and, and one one more game I want to mention is uh, I bought Metal Gear Solid on GOG, good old games, for PC. Uh, Konami had released a Metal Gear uh, bundle. Well, not really bundle because the, all the games are nine ninety nine each, and it's like Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid Two, and I believe the original Metal Gear and Metal Gear Two. Uh, so I mean, it's forty dollars for all four games, but I went ahead and just got Metal Gear Solid because I really love that game, and it been playing it on PC. It looks looks fantastic because they upscaled all the graphics, the high res, sixty frames. Uh, it looks really really good. I was playing that the other day and. Uh, it's got full controller support. I had it synced up to my PS4 controller, so hooked up to my 4K television. It just it felt like nostalgia and new shit at the same time. <laughs> and, and of course, now there's there's rumors. I don't know if it's official that they're actually remaking Metal yes. Gear Solid now. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, that would be that would be insane. The only thing I will say is if they remake Metal Gear Solid, they need to bring back David Hayter as Solid Snake. That. I love Kiefer Sutherland, but that's not that's not Solid Snake. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> and maybe yeah. one day one day I will play a, a Metal Gear Solid game. I've never actually uh, played those. <laughs> I, I, w- I would say if you if you are to be like, all right, I want to play a Metal Gear Solid game, start with Metal Gear Solid. Like it's just it's such a good game. Like I I enjoy all the others to a certain degree, but nothing beats the original Metal Gear Solid. Like it's it's got that. Enough cinematic, it's got enough gameplay to it because, you know, as time progressed, the Metal Gear series became very cinematic, very, like, movie-like. Uh, and I feel like that was kind of lost in the in the later releases where Metal Gear Solid's, like, a straight-up good game with really good cinematics and storytelling. It's a masterpiece. Yeah. I did want to bring up one uh, final thing, too, which I just realized maybe others uh, had heard about, but there was a, another, you know, the arcade 1-Up series that had been coming out because I thought this one was really cool because it was a Sega one uh, that's going to have Golden Axe, mm-hmm. Golden Axe 2, Revenge of Death Adder, Shinobi, WrestleBor, and Altered Beast, uh, which Ooh. is really a big thing because, I mean, that Revenge of Death Adder is one of those games that really got lost. And, I mean, you can play it through emulation, but I think it still has a lot of, like, graphical glitches yeah uh no matter what you're doing uh, but this arcade one up is going to have it it's four players so unfortunately it's going to be one of those 400 dollars arcade one ups which means you know i and probably many of y'all will probably not be getting it um but there, along with that there's also a sega uh kind of little arcade it's called the sega something i think oh the ast you know, the astro yes astro, astro series yeah or Astro Series, Astrocade, which is going to have about, I think, either 40 to 50 arcade games, which also will have Revenge of Death Adder. So mm-hmm. I just, I think it's really cool because, like, I remember this game at Putt-Putt. It was on a big screen. It, you know, it's one of those huge, huge screens. It looked like, you know, these the TVs we have now, pretty much. But, like, when you're little, that is just, like, gigantic four players. And it was such an awesome game. And that game really got lost in time. Uh, so it's just, I think it's really cool to see that, whether it's the arcade one up or that Sega Astrocade, but it's like, you know, you're a Golden Axe fan, you never played this, and like I said, maybe the emulation isn't quite cutting it for you. There are a couple ways, you know, to play it coming out soon, which I think is really cool. I just, I think the arcade one up is uh, 
awesome. And that's one like, man, if it dropped in price like later, that's one like I might would think about getting because it's just a nice little just Sega, you know, just Sega arcade system to have. Uh, Got to give a shout out to the arcade one ups. I think they're all pretty cool. I, I don't own any, but uh, I think they're all pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I had the Street Fighter Two one, and I meant that I don't play it as much as I should, but it, it is a nice. It's a nice thing to have in the living room. Like when people come over, they they see the arcade there. It's funny because I got my um my four ten base cabinet that I that I use to play bass when I go on shows and stuff. But it you know it's a pretty tall cabinet, and I had that, and I had the arcade on top of it. So now the arcade is actually a six foot tall cabinet. Ah. But it's funny because it looks like the six foot tall cabinet with these big speakers on the bottom. We're like, whoa, what is that? <laughs> I'm like, the speakers don't work right now. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, guys, I want to thank everyone for listening to another episode of Excess Gaming Podcast. And again, if you enjoyed the show, be sure to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. And uh, leave us a review because reviews really help the show. It helps the transparency. It helps uh, folks find us as well and helps the show grow. And if you want to join the community, be sure to join us at Facebook.com slash groups slash excess gaming podcast as always guys thanks for listening and as always happy gaming have a pleasant evening everybody